Good morning. Today is January the 26th, the year of our Lord, 2023. It's Thursday, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitt and Josh and it's time to lift our hearts to Jesus It's time to break some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible Good morning. I did not mean to cut her off. I just hit the button a little too quick. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. What are we doing? We're going to sing. Here we go. We're going to sing a Nesbitt original called Battle Cry of Zion. Yes. 
Booyah! The higher strings were harder with my nails. With your nails? Yes. I was like, arr, arr. But, you know. So Sarah tells me this morning she's growing out her fingernails. Oh, we have engagement For the engagement pictures. pictures. Yes. I always have to keep my fingernails short because I play violin, but I haven't played with I was reading some of the comments yesterday, and, and I think it was Kathy who said, where is everybody at? So it's all according to where you logged on at because this is broadcast at different spots. So you may not see everybody. You know, Probably the biggest group, if you jump over on Facebook, go over to the Church Without Walls Facebook page, will probably be the biggest group so you can interact with each other and talk to each other uh, because this is broadcast on different places so i don't know where you're watching from or which uh screen you're watching from but thanks for being here we are in the book of revelation and i'm thinking that we will finish it up if not today definitely today and tomorrow hello sorry. El <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fine. a little accident in the kitchen all right. <laughs> hey, this is live. Can you say live? Live. Okay, we're in Revelation. We're in chapter 22. So what is what are we doing here? What is this about? We, this is Paradise Restored. Chapter 22. Paradise Restored. We begin in Genesis with Paradise Lost, right? We end up in Revelation 22 with Paradise Restored. In Genesis, we see the tree of life. In Revelation 22, we see the tree of life. These things at the beginning of the book, at the end of the book, paradise has been restored. Here's some things I wanted to jot down and say. There's no more curse, which means there's a perfect restoration. This is what we've read so far already in chapter 22. There is uh, The throne is in the midst, which means perfect administration. The servants of God are serving Him, which means perfect subordination. We shall see His face, which means perfect transformation. His name is on our foreheads, which means perfect identification. God is the light, which means perfect illumination. And we reign forever, and Christ reigns forever, perfect exaltation. We got yesterday to verse 12, and we read it, talked about it a little, and that's where we're going to pick up today, verse 12. So we're, going, we're in Revelation 22, verse 12. It says, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. It's kind of common for us to, especially in this age, where we realize and we know if we study, we're not saved by works. We are saved by grace through faith. And when we know that, sometimes we begin to think that work or living for the Lord, obeying the Lord is not important. And it is very, very important to obey the Lord. He rewards us according to our works. Christians are rewarded according to their works, according to our service, according to serving Him, according to how we have lived our life. There's rewards. There's loss of rewards. And when Jesus comes, we, we read this in your Holy Scriptures. It's the seventh trumpet. Remember the seventh trumpet? Blue. 
and the time come that he would reward his servants, the saints. Right? And so he says, I'm coming quickly. My reward is with me. The point of that phrase is always be ready. If we are still going on in this world and the Lord has not returned by the time we're old and we go to be with the Lord, whenever He comes, He comes quickly. Whether that's individually for me, I need to always be ready. I mean, I'm 54. I think, well, maybe God's going to give me 30 more years, right? Hopefully. But I don't know. I could go be with Him today. I don't know. What I want to do know is this. The Bible is clear. Always be ready. Always be ready. Verse 12. He's going to come and then he's going to give to each one of us according to our works. And I thank God for that. Verse 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. So back when we started the book of Revelation, if you if you just, I'm going to just flip back to Revelation chapter 1. And verse 8, 7 and 8 says, Behold, he's coming with clouds. Every eye will see him. They who pierced him, all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Verse 8. I'm in Revelation 1, 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Omega. The Alpha and Omega is the beginning and the end of the Greek alphabet. This was written in Greek, by the way. And it is the beginning and the end of the Greek alphabet. And he says here, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. We sing that a lot when we sing Days of Elijah. At the end, we put that tag on there. Who is, who was, who is to come. Yeah, who was, who is. So and then in verse 9, again, of chapter 1, he says... I'm your brother. I'm John. I've, I've been in tribulation with you. The kingdom and patience of Jesus. I was on the Isle of Patmos. And he's going down. He's beginning to share with us this vision and how it began. And why am I reading this? Because it's at the beginning of this letter and it's at the end of this letter. And he says, I heard behind me a loud voice. This is verse 10. It was a voice like the sound of a trumpet. And it was saying, I am Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. What you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia. Remember, this letter has been written and we're getting to the end of this letter. Now, this is put on the end of the whole book. Okay? Praise the Lord for that. It's a good ending to the entire book of the 66 books of the Bible. But never forget, it's a letter individually as well. This is a letter that was sent to the seven churches of Asia. And he begins with, I am the first and the last. What you see. And these are beautiful testimonies of our eternal God. And here's what you will see if you study this out. You'll see that God the Father is eternal. Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, first and last. You see that Jesus Christ is eternal. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Matter of fact, verse 13 ties us in with Isaiah 41, where it says, I the Lord, and if you look at Isaiah 41, verse 4, it says, Lord, all capitals. What that means, when you're reading your Old Testament in, say, a King James Version, 
This would be different if it's a more updated version. But let's say you're reading in a, in a King James Version and you see capital O-L-O-R-D. It stands for Yahweh. It stands for four consonant letters of the Hebrew alphabet that means Yahweh. Or some say Yehovah, some say Yahweh, uh, but it's conveying what it is is in Hebrew, you add the vowels as you speak it. You don't write them. So it's Yahweh. So here at the end of the book, we're talking about Jesus. And we're going to get that to the minute. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify. I, Jesus, Jesus is Yahweh. That's a good thing to know. Sometimes people don't realize that. He is the eternal God, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. These three are one. We believe in what we call the Trinity. But the Trinity does not believe, mean that we believe in three gods. We believe in one God manifest in three distinct persons. And it is confusing, yes. But why do we have these kind of theological statements? Because the Bible bears it out that God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. Amen. And so this is just a nod to Isaiah, the first and the last. Isaiah, I wrote that down, 41.4. Verse 15. Oh, no, verse 14. Let's not skip 14. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Now, if we only had this verse, it could kind of mess with us on, ooh, wait a minute. Maybe we are saved by keeping the commandments, but we are we we, we are not saved by keeping the commandments, but it's not, the, the reason is, is because we can't fully keep the commandments of God. We're saved by grace. But keeping co the commandments of God are the witness and the testimony that we have been changed, that we have been born again, that we have been saved by the grace of God. That is to say, guys, if you're meeting with Jesus and your saved experience did not plant the Holy Spirit within you, wherein God works with you and causes you to want to follow him and live for him and do his commandments, then you're not saved. It, that's not real salvation. That's just, I don't know, nominal Christianity. It, it's not real. It, it's not, when, when God... When, God, when we're really, when you meet the king of the universe, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and we still live in a fallen body. And so, yes, we struggle and we live in this fallen body and we struggle and, and we are called to mortify the flesh day after day after day. We bring it under subjection. When you get up every day, you can choose whether you're going to live for God or live for yourself. Right? Is that not true? We make choices. Am I going to obey God today? Or am I going to let my flesh have me? I feel like doing this. Are you going to do it? Is it something you should do? Is it something you shouldn't do? Well, if you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit says, uh-uh, no, no. Well, so this is a description. It, it's not, we don't earn our salvation, but... What our what we do validates. It's evidence of the eternal life that is in us. Amen? And it also states that there is a blessing that comes with obedience. 
There is a blessing that comes with obedience. Every child of God knows this. Your life is blessed more when you obey than when you disobey. Can I get an amen? Is that the truth? When we obey the Lord, our life is blessed and everything turns out for good, right? When we disobey the Lord, it's almost like when something happens, it's like the Lord's like, what'd you expect? What'd you expect? You walked away from me. You did what I told you not to do, right? So anyway, blessed are those who do his commandments. We do his commandments. They have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of, into the city. Praise the Lord. We have the right to enter into the gates of the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. He's basically, when it says outsider dogs, he's not talking about literal dogs. You know, what is that? All, all pets go to heaven. Everybody, all, all, dogs. all dogs go to heaven. People always, you know, says, we love our animals, don't we? And, hey, pastor, is my dog going to be in heaven? <laughs> I can't answer that. I don't know who's going to be. I know that the saved are going to be in heaven. You know, I'm sure God created this world with animals. And I see the new heaven and earth having animals, right? The lion lays down with the lamb and such things. I don't see any reason eternity wouldn't have some animals, but that's up to the Lord, right? But that's not what he's talking about. What here it means when it says dogs, it's mean morally impure. That's what he's talking about. Outside, the right to enter into the city are the morally impure. Those uh, who, who are disobedient. In other words, they're, they're not followers of the Lord. And they can't enter the city. It's, it's, that's all it's saying. The unbelievers, those who loves and practices lies. Amen. Okay, verse 16. Verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I, Jesus. Jesus is validating and authenticating this letter. I, here at the end... Here's the statement. I, Jesus, sent my angel to do what? To testify to you these things where? In the churches. In the churches. Why do we testify these things in the churches? Well, certainly it doesn't mean because the church doesn't need to know the book of Revelation because the book of Revelation has nothing to do with the church. How does that make sense? Are y'all hearing? You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Here it is. I sent my angel to testify you these things written in the book of Revelation. All of this about the beast, the Antichrist, all of these things that I've written, the trumpets, the, the vials, the, the, the seals, the trumpets, the vials, the curses, what's happening, the mark of the beast. I testified to you these things in the churches. Because I, not, I want my church to know. Praise the Lord. I am, which is, it means all believers. Believers need to know this. I am the root and offspring of David. Now, this, this is a messianic title that comes from Isaiah 11. Isaiah chapter 11, messianic title. It comes from Isaiah chapter 11. And the root and offspring of David. That is, he's the creator of David and the son of David. It is a title of the 
it's a messianic title, a glorious messianic title that reveals, if you can hear it, the eternal king that who is also the son of David. Would you ever thought about this blessing that God gave to David to say, of your line, I'm going to become a man. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Of your lineage, of your lineage, I'm going to be one of your offspring, David, even though, David, I'm your king, your Lord, and your creator. I created you, but I'm choosing to get my body, my human body, out of your line. That is a great honor. Another messianic title is the next one here. It says the bright and morning star. Now the star prophecy of uh, the, mess the messianic title of being a star comes from Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. He talks about the star. Uh, what does this mean that he's the bright and morning star? Well, it's a reference. The bright and morning star is the sun. Okay, so every morning here in this morning, how do we know it's morning? Because we see the rising of the sun. We call it the rising of the sun. Now, when if you want to get technical, the sun doesn't rise, does it? It stays still. The earth rotates. But to our view, it's the rising of the sun. We see the great morning star come up. Jesus is the dawning of a new day. The millennial reign is the dawning of a new day. He is the morning star that begins a brand new day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for that. Where did you say that one? Numbers. Numbers 24:17. Talks about a star being born. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so bright and morning star. Now what does he say to the churches? Verse 17. The spirit and the bride say... Come, let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirst, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. We can debate all kinds of theology, Calvinism, Arminianism, people can debate that. And they've debated that for years, and it's never going to stop. These debates are going to go on and on in colleges and churches. It's going to continue until the Lord, comes until the Lord returns and straightens everybody out, you know, like the Samaritan woman. When, when the Messiah comes, he's going to straighten us all out. Amen to that. But never forget this. The Spirit and the bride, the church, is to always be saying, come, come, come to the kingdom. Come to Jesus. Come. Amen? It's an open invitation. Who's it an open invitation to? Who do we say this to? Let him who hears. Who else gets to say come? Whoever hears. If you can hear the words of this prophecy, of this book, and you hear it, and you receive it, then now you can say, come. Come. And who gets to come? Let him who thirst come. Whoever desires. Whoever desires. Whoever is thirsty. Whoever can hear. Come. Take the water of life freely. I am a believer 
that we always preach, whosoever will, comes. Who's, will you come? Let's say you tuned into this. It came across your feet. You have no idea why you started watching this. Maybe it's YouTube, maybe it's Facebook, and you don't know any of us, and you have no idea why you started watching this. And it's maybe even days after this thing has been broadcast live, and you're still here and you're watching it. And you hear the Lord say, come. Guess what? That invitation is personally for you. Come now, wherever you are. It doesn't matter. Come to the water of life. Who's the water of life? Jesus. Jesus. Yeshua. Yesu. Jesus. In any language, it's Jesus. Come to him. Drink of him. Receive him. This is what it means. Receive him. And he will give you the water of life. And like the woman at the well, it'll be within you a, a bubbling up into eternal life. Amen. What time is it? Okay, I've went way over. So let's stop there and we'll just finish tomorrow because it's 26 minutes in now. So let's stop there. Uh, we try to have a song. We say hi and have a song. We try to have about a 20-minute Bible study. So thank you for being here. Uh, if you have thoughts, I love to read your thoughts. And I do try to get around to all of your messages that you guys type in. I try my best to read them all. I love you. And uh, let's sign off today. And let's remember, maybe, maybe there's somebody in your life that you're even feeling prompted by the Holy Spirit. When we were saying, when we were reading this, the Spirit and the Bride say, come. And somebody come into your mind. You need to give them a call. And say, you know what? Jesus loves you. He still wants you to come to Him if you would come. Right? Make that call. Speak to that person. You know, walk over to that place in, in, at work. Doesn't matter. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. And you just say, come. Come to Jesus. Let's end with the Lord's Prayer. Would you say it with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, saints, thank you for being here. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow for Fear Not Friday for the ending of the book and maybe a quick recap. See you then. Bye.